Welcome everyone by live stream that's watching. Tonight's a little different. We're going to hear some good testimonies of what God's doing. Uh, we just want you to, you know, be encouraged by what people say tonight because really whenever we share testimonies, we are saying, we're, we're really prophesying. We're saying, God will do this for you if you trust Him. <clears throat> He'll do it for you. And uh, so people need to hear you know, the Bible tells us, in fact, just let me read something to, to you before we get into these testimonies tonight. I'm not going to preach, but it did say here in the book of Psalms 78, 4 through 7, this is the Amplified, we will not hide them from our children. He's talking about the mighty works of God. We'll not hide them from our children, but we will tell to the, tell to the generation to come the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord. Notice that. We, we're not just to tell the, the next generation what the Word says. We're to tell what God did. Yeah. The praiseworthy deeds, uh, he said, uh, we're to tell the next generation to come. The praiseworthy deeds of the Lord and His might and the wonderful works that He has performed. He, for He established a testimony and expressed precept in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, commanding our Father. Now, here's the law. This is, this is actually a commandment. He said, this is, this is what I want you to do. God's commanding us. Uh, the, he commanded our fathers that they should make the great facts of God's dealings with Israel known to their children. That the generation to come might know them, that the children still... To, to be born might arise and recount to their children that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, not forget the works of God, but might keep his commandments. So it's kind of mixing together. He's saying, I want you to tell them what the words, tell, to each generation to come, what the word says, but also tell them what God did for us as in our generation. And he said he established it as a commandment in Israel. People need to hear the word preached, but they also need to hear some testimonies. What God's done for us. You know, it's, it's, there's things happening and we need to just be, be willing to share it. Because um, like I said, we're encouraging other people. You know, there was uh, the woman with the issue of blood. If you read her account very carefully, the woman with the issue of blood uh, heard, heard somebody's testimony. And that's why she came. To hear him preach him herself and, and receive faith to be healed. And so there's one thing about telling testimonies. It encourages people uh, uh, to uh, believe God and God will do the same thing for you. And it also uh, can make things, it can cause things to happen, more and more things to happen. One testimony being shared can cause other people to say, I'm going to believe God. You know, yes, it can encourage them to believe God. Amen. And so the more we tell it, the, the more we're giving praise and glory to God. The Bible says whenever the Holy Spirit's come, he'll uh, glorify Jesus. So when you get up here tonight, uh, glorify him. A testimony is not glorifying the devil. It's not drawing all the attention to what you did, although you had a part, and there's nothing wrong with sharing your part. But, but, but the testimony is whenever... Whenever I just simply did what God told me to do, then he did this. And glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. So we're going to hear some good testimonies. I'm going to just call people up one at a time and they can, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I don't know if we, if everybody takes 10 minutes, we might can get them in. All right. <laughs> but if you could kind of maybe watch the clock when you get up here and say, boom, I started 
at so-and-so time, but some of them can be shared a little quicker than that. I want to encourage you, I'm going to give you this mic, and this mic, just to kind of, because I don't want to say it over and over again, this mic should basically be right on your chin or within a, an inch of your chin, so, and stand up behind the pulpit, or, or you can move around, but I'm just saying, don't stand way back here, it gets the, messes the camera up, so you can just practice a few little pointers and help us out, all right? All right, where'd Jocelyn go? She's going to get back up here. Why don't we start with Jocelyn? Uh, this was a good testimony, what, what she uh, had happen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I... Sorry. <laughs> Not used to actually being right here. Um, Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. So my testimony is about my son. He had been struggling to go to sleep for months. He would wake up in the middle of the night. He'd come into our bed, and we're like, okay, Lord, this has got to stop. I need my sleep. Seriously. So we took authority over it. We're like, okay, no. In the name of Jesus, God promised us sweet sleep. We went to the Word. I found the scriptures about sweet sleep, and I was telling him about it. And then he would still wake up in the middle of the night, and he was still coming into our room and was still... Like, I need my sleep, Lord, help me. So then we went to the next step. We said, okay, we already took authority over this. We know the power of God's working in you and that you're able to sleep. So now when you go to bed, start praising God. Start worshiping him. And we would worship for a little while before he went to sleep. Then I'd leave and you'd hear him in his room, still worshiping God, praising him throughout the night. So on December 8th, it was a Thursday night after... Um, rehearsal here, we were driving home, and sometimes in my car, because it's a van, we have the video that can play, and this night, I was like, we're not turning it on, on the way home, guys, we're just going to pray, and we're going to worship God, that's what we're doing tonight, so you can get ready for sleep, so I had started praying, and I was prompted, because I do this every once in a while, depending on if we're worshiping or praying, I'll call on them, and I'll say, okay, it's your turn, what do you got, what has God done for you? You start praising him what, who God is, and we'd go through the names and things like that. So this night I was doing the same thing, and I said, okay, you guys, when it's your turn, I want you to start praying, and you pray whatever comes into your heart. And so that's what I did, and then I, I started praying again. I prayed in English for a little while, um, and then I stopped, and I said, okay, Emmanuel, your turn. So... <laughs> When I, <laughs> sorry, I got to find my spot. <laughs> when I did, he started off by praying, Lord, I thank you for my sleep. I thank you I have sweet sleep. Then he took off like a freight train and started praying in the Holy Ghost. A few nights before this happened, I had had a prompting, you know what? I think he needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So I homeschool my kids, so I'm home with him all the time. And one day I just was like, Manuel, let's pray that you get filled with the Holy Ghost. He didn't start praying that night, but on the night of the December 8th, on the way home, took off, and he began to pray in the Holy Ghost. Then he stopped praying in the Holy Ghost, and he started praying in English. He said, thank you, Lord, my dad. Thank you, Lord, for faith that she's healed and whole. And he just took off. Then he started praying in the Holy Ghost again. I was like, Lord, is he faking it? That was my first thought, because I'm like, 
he hears us pray. So is he copying me? Because he would stop and he'd pray in the Holy Ghost. And he said, thank you, Lord. Then he prayed in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. And he kept going. I was like, is this real? But I, as soon as I asked, I knew. He was completely filled with the Holy Ghost. And I told Brendan about it. And he, he went to the Lord. And he's like, Lord, when did he get filled with the Holy Ghost? Like, can you tell me? I just want to be in on it. And the Lord told him it was a few nights before he was in his room, praising and worshiping God by himself, and he took off praying in the Holy Ghost. I thank God for my pastors. I thank you for the impartations you guys have put into us that has caused us to live a life that's an example for him. Thank you all the teachers in the classroom that keep doing everything that you do in there because I know it's a testament of being in the right place at the right time. In Jesus' name. <laughs> yes, he has started sleeping now. He's now sleeping all night. We've, he's had a few nights where his sister sleeps in there with him, but all night I had, he hasn't come in our bed for over a couple weeks now. So that's, that's a good part right there. That's good. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He gives his beloved sleep. Did I turn this off? Why not turn And uh, whenever we pray in tongues, he said in the Old Testament, this is the rest and this is the refreshing. Hallelujah. That's what I do sometimes. If my mind's wanting to go, I just dip down into my spirit, pray in tongues and start cutting Z's. Next thing I know, the sun's coming up. <laughs> okay, I thought you had more. Come on up here. <laughs> Sorry, Brendan reminded me of this. So that next Sunday, it was about Saturday night, I think, he was going to sleep. We went to sleep ourselves, and Emmanuel the next morning was, like, super tired. We're like, what happened? Why are you so sleepy? He's like, I stayed awake praying in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he took a good nap that afternoon, but... It, the <laughs> good. Good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, is Lisa Egan here? There she is. Are you going to bring Go Life too? Oh, he's talking too. All right, we need another microphone. Got to let the preacher preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, just, I think both of these are on. And, uh, so take your liberty. Okay. We got up hippos. All right. Can you guys hear me okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, if I start? Yes, you may start. Okay. So, oh, thank you. I have to remember the chin. Okay. Um, when Go Live 13, I'm going to read off of this because I need to remember everything. Um, when Go Live turned 13, he started speaking and thanking God for a vehicle. Um, in our home, we pray the Ephesians prayers together. We pray for our pastors, church, Pastor Nancy, and whoever we're led to pray for. Um, but that's strong in our home. We do it at least every other night. And we can tell the difference when we don't. So, yes. Um, so, we speak what we have been taught, confessing it to come. Um, Golave mentioned it to me, and I was like, well, you can have whatever your father, whatever you ask for. Um, so, we thank God for the... <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we thank God for the vehicle. We loose the angels. We thank them for bringing it in, and we told the devil to take its hands off of it. Um, we also got an agreement and spoke um, the scriptures we've been taught. Um, so when I first got saved and started coming here, 
Um, praise God for the pastoral um, team, including Miss Ann, because she helped me being a single mom. She told me about the scripture, God is a father to the fatherless and a husband of the widow, um, Psalm 68.5. So um, around when Goliath turned 13, he started speaking that verse with me, and he accepted it. Because it took a little while, because in the natural you don't see things, but he, I could tell in his spirit that he got it. Um, so, yeah, you did? Okay, you did. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, that verse was spoken to me when I first got saved, and it really helped me. And it's something that we speak all the time. Um, and we're still, I'm still progressing, and I know. Oh, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> Okay, I might have to take the mic away for a minute. Okay, so. <laughs> um, so I also knew that I chose to live right and do what God wanted me to do by living the right way. So this is why that verse is so important to me personally. Um, so do you want, how about, how about you do the next two? Yes. So. One of the verses we, we were um, uh, standing on was um, the Philippians. Oh, yeah. You read the paper. It's right there. Yeah. Okay. Philippians four nineteen. <laughs> but my God shall supply all our needs according to riches to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And saying this when even though there's nothing, there's something in the Spirit happening. And even when it doesn't look like it's gonna happen, because yeah. God can do anything. <laughs> all things are possible. Uh, and then also, we uh, stood on Malachi 3.10, which was, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, and there there be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saint the Lord, and it will open the windows of heaven, and pray out a blessing, there should not be enough room to, to fill it or receive it. So that was something that we stand on, because we are tithes and givers, mm -hmm. and God gets all the 10%, praise God, uh, and so... So I'm going to let you talk about this because you, yeah. Okay. So uh, in the beginning, I just wanted a car. And then my mom was like, be specific for the Lord. I've been taught well. I've been taught well. Amen. So uh, I said an SUV. And so uh, I started praying and with my mom getting agreement. And so uh, what I do is that uh, I used to either walk or bike to school. A mile away, um, and so I wanted to get a car to help with that, and so I was grateful for the school I was going to. Thank you, mother. Uh, it's God. It's God. It's not me. Anyways, amen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you want to continue? Um, so, Go Life was really good about like walking to school, riding his bike. He didn't complain, and he had to carry a saxophone half the time. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, he, so he was happy about that, that he didn't have to carry it like all the time anymore. So um, I work in Iowa City, so I couldn't take him to work. So he was on his own in the morning. Praise God for God and his keeping and protecting power. Amen. Amen. Um, so I just wanted to say that Golife has planted seed. He's volunteered at the HCD for the past few years. And he always did it with a, he's always done it with a good heart. Um, and like, Very important. Very important. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was taught to tithe on everything. So if we were blessed, we would tithe on that. If we were given a gift, we would tithe on that. 
So that's what I've also taught him. Um, he also has been cleaning and housekeeping with me since he could walk. Um, praise the Lord because, and I, it's important that you teach your kids to serve because even though on Saturdays you might want to go to the mall, you need to come to church first and do your helps ministry. So I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity to have him help. So God kind of spoke to me about this, like this is why he's been blessed also because he has a good heart about it. And I noticed, like, I think it was, you were like around 10, and there would be times where we'd be like, okay, let's clean the sanctuary because we're going to help. And he'd be like, I'm going to push the thing. I'm, like, I could tell his joy wasn't there. So just reminding him to stay <laughs> in joy is important because they can be doing it, but if they're not in joy, then it really, God doesn't see it. So that's something that we've also, and I've had to work on that too, as I've been growing. Yeah. So um, let's see what else. So just in like sowing his time and helping at events and giving towards guest ministers, like I don't have to tell him to do that anymore because the spirit tells him to do that. Um, so it's just a blessing. So I asked God, and excuse me, I asked Go Life, like, what do you think about the vehicle? You can talk about that. That was amazing. So, uh, when I got it. Uh, got what? We were talking about this. Oh, okay, well, you're going to tell him. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> when I got it, I uh, was, even before, because I did driver's ed and that stuff, but I was going to be given a Jeep even before I would do that, and I was very grateful and blessed by that. Um, and so uh, it really helped with all of the seed that I sowed, with uh, being joyful and all that to how God blessed me. And I just trusted him and his plan to give me what he needed because he, he knew what I needed. So <laughs> praise the Lord. Uh, and so... Just, uh, just for anybody to do that, just to plant seed, pray about it, and God will give you what you need. Glory. Amen. So, so as Go Life said, so he got blessed with a Jeep, um, paid for, um, which was a huge blessing because being a single mom, like I was like, I, yeah, God did that. I didn't, I didn't do that. I just got an agreement. Um, so what really amazed me is I said. Like, go life, what do you think about this? And he's like, um, he trusted God, God, he didn't know how. And go life told me that's God's job. It's God's job, not his. He does, and, I do the how, he does the why. Or how, sorry, I, I switched. He does the how, and I do the other parts before that. <laughs> I, just, I just thought that was really encouraging for him to say that and me and my adult mind getting saved later in life, he already knows that God takes care of him and he doesn't have the world telling him different because he was in the church raised the right way. So I just, it makes a difference. Um, and then with the Jeep, we were told the transmission may be broken, but we, praise God. We prayed over okay. it. There's only been minor repairs and God is always like he supplies and brings it in. Yes, so amen. Supplies our needs. Going to our searches and glory. Amen. <laughs> oh, goodness, I'm standing there. <laughs> All right. So the last thing, I don't, I'm on time. So the last thing I just want to say is um, I'm a coffee drinker, and this is kind of funny. Yes, she is. 
Golife tells me when I get in his Jeep, don't spill your coffee in my Jeep. So, take care of the things. Also, take care of the things that God gives you. So I just, I just want to end by saying, pastors, I will tell you forever and ever, thank you for starting the daycare and being obedient because you changed our lives. And my mom and dad are in heaven because you guys were faithful. So and the praise Lord. God. Oh, and glory to God, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you see the commentary I got at home? Anyways, so thank you, pastors, for all you do and how you're led. Amen. I'll tell you, you better watch out. If you can't believe God before it, step aside, your children will. <laughs> Amen. I was raised, you know, I didn't, I had, I identified with what Lisa said. I didn't learn the things that I teach and preach to you growing up in church. So uh, your children, many of them are growing up learning them as children. And it's just not that, you know, some of us had to unlearn a lot of things before we learned anything. And uh, it's very, very uh, advantageous for you to keep your children in church and get that word on the inside of them. Uh, it'll, they'll, they'll pass you up, which is, you know, the heart of a parent, right? You don't want them just kind of lagging behind you. You want them just going and praise the Lord. So thank you both. Amen. God has certainly shown himself to be a father to, uh, you know, go life and a husband to Lisa. Praise the Lord. Over and over and over again, I've seen the work of hand of God on their lives. Um, I want to. Uh, next person I want to invite up is Lily. Lily, do you got you, you ready to give your testimony? <clears throat> Hi, I'm trying not to breathe so hard. <laughs> um, my name is Lily, and I'm gonna share my testimony. It's different. Um, I'm gonna start with. I've been born again since 2000, so I've been born again a while. And um, thank God for all the churches that we come from, I mean, the denominational churches, that's where I grew up, and that's in Kenya. So um, we were not taught about faith, we were not taught about what I see people being taught here. So when I came to um, America, I came in 20. 13, went to Las Vegas, then came to Iowa for school. And I was born again, and I served in our church and did all that people do, but I still was feeling like I did not know God like I, I wanted to. So I decided to come to Iowa to go to school and just figure out who God is and the part of God in me. So I wrote some notes so that I don't veer off um, so when I came to Iowa, I joined school, and I was looking for, I mean, I, I knew who God was, but I wasn't satisfied. I felt like I needed something more than just what I had, and um, I was then, <laughs> this is so funny. So I'll go back. By the time I came here to America, I had tumors, like uterine tumors, and they were not as big, but I just didn't follow up on that. So I came in, and I started getting not sick, but I was not okay. So um, I'll go back. 
hold on, let me go back. So I'll leave that sickness first, and then I'll come back to moving to Iowa. And I looked at, I asked the Lord, and I kept asking God questions because I wasn't, I mean, my parents raised me, and they took us to church, but they just said, you know what? Sunday, you need to go to church. But they didn't follow us to church. But I stayed, I kept going. My other, my brother and my other sister did not go. So, I mean, I was raised in church. So, been born again for years. So, um, started school. And then, um, <laughs> when I started school, I started just figuring out who God was in my life. And one time when I was praying, uh, the Lord just let me know that he's called me to minister. I was like, no, Lord. And I had said, I never, ever want to be a pastor's wife. Because, I mean, back home, pastor's wives, all you do is cook for people. People come and load down all the problems that they have. And I, I, I just didn't have a heart for that. I was like, no, Lord. And then I just knew pastors are poor. So I'm like, Lord, I mean, I mean I'm in America. I, I, need to, I need to up my game. I'm not and I, and, I, and I said it. I said, Lord, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing it. And, and he gave me a scripture. <laughs> and, he, and I said, okay, Lord. Okay, I'll do it. Then I just went quit my classes. But even that time, I, did not, I didn't even know what faith was. I moved with what I knew. So um, I, these, before, that was before spirit of faith. And I remember asking the Lord, Lord, I want to get to a church that will teach the word and will teach about the Holy Ghost. Reason is, when I was younger, somebody said, um, you got to make your temple clean for the Holy Ghost to dwell in you. So I tried to make my temple clean, but it wasn't getting clean. So I, I, just, I just stopped it, but I served in church with no Holy Ghost, with nothing, just my own strength. And a lot of the times I remember I had joined the evangelism team, and every time we went to witness out, I just was so scared. I wouldn't tell anybody that I'm saved. If you knew me, yeah, you know I was saved. If you didn't, then I'm not going to tell you about that. So um, I remember, so um, fast forward, I'm in Iowa and I've quit school and I just kept just hungering for the Lord. I kept saying, Lord, I want to know you more and I, wanna, I know there's something out there for me that I'm not getting. And <laughs> the Lord is so gracious because he will hear you. He will hear your plea. And he did hear me. And I remember I was filled with the Holy Ghost at work sitting down at work, and I was like, okay. So that came, and I kept praying, and kept praying, and kept praying, and kept praying. And I had, when you're not taught, you have no clue. So the Lord would manifest, and I'd be like, what was that? Okay, what, what am I supposed to do? Okay, what is, I was just super confused. So I prayed, and I asked the Lord to send me to a church. So I was online just doing my thing, and the Lord directed me to this church. So when he did, I refused to come. <laughs> Two weeks. I'm like, Lord, I don't know where Cedar Rapids is, Lord. I'm not, no. So I didn't come the first week, and the second week I didn't come. Then I was like, Lily, you have a GPS. Drive there. So I came. <laughs> but <laughs> so I came and Ladonna met me there. I, I, came in, I came in early, like almost an hour early. Sat in my car and in 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, come in. So Ladonna met me over there and she's like, hi. And she was so pleasant. I said, hi. And then she, she told me, um, do you want to move at the front? I said, no. 
And I told her, I'm not going to move to the front because I told the Holy Ghost, I'm coming to church and I'm sitting at the back. And then she asked me, what did he say? I said, nothing. <laughs> so she, but she didn't convince me to move at the front. I didn't. And I, I mean, the service was over and I just three left. But one thing that captured me was the love in this church. I just thought that is, I thought, Lord, what is wrong with this church? <laughs> what is wrong with this church? I, I mean, the love was so huge. And I'm like, everybody just was coming to say hi, but they were not in your face, like wanting to know who are you? Why are you here? What, they were just like, hi, good to meet you. Hi, I'm so, so I'm like, Lord. I went home and whoa, that's a different church. Okay. <laughs> So going back to my health issues, so um, I'm going to just mention something. While I was seeking the Lord and with my lack of faith, I did, uh, I said, um, I had a housing situation and I told the Lord, Lord, um, I want to just move. But you talk to people and they're like, oh, go to Cedar Rapids, go to Iowa, go to Coralville, go to, I don't know who, who, who. I have no clue who all that is. And I said, Lord, I'm going to just follow you. So with my faith that I had, I did that, but I did not follow the Lord. I just did my own things, and oh boy, I waited for the Lord. This is what I did. I thought faith was, you pray and ask the Lord this, and then you sit and wait. So that's what I did. I sat and waited for the Lord to, to show me, and I waited, and I waited, and I'm like, Lord, it's not, it's not coming through that person, through that person, and, and I remember Pastor Jay once was teaching and said, it's like when you get into your car, you have to put the key in, you have to start, and you have to go somewhere. But I didn't know that. I just sat there and sat there, and I <laughs> spoke to Ladonna about it, and she told me, Lily, that's not the Lord's will. I'm like, no, that, that, that's the Lord's will. I know what I'm doing is the Lord's will. So I'll go back. When I came, I started coming to church, and, I, and every time I sat there, I sat at the back, and Every time Pastor Jesus just preached, it's almost like he was in my living room. Because I asked the Lord a lot of questions. I was like, Lord, what is this? Lord, what do you mean here? What do you mean here? And he all, every time he preached was just like answering my question. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is it just me? Or does everybody just get their answers like that? And so, um, so I, it was time for me to get surgery, to... to go and have surgery. But I did not want to do that. And I, again, I'll go back to my faith. My faith, I knew if the Lord heals you, he's healing you. So I didn't look at anything else. I knew, I mean, the Lord is going to heal me. And he opened doors for me to have specialists talk to me and specialists look at me. But I was still in denial of the fact that the Lord will heal different ways. So I came to church that day and almost left. I always did not say hi to the pastors. I always sneaked out. So that day I snuck out, and I saw Miss Jen out there, and I'm like, okay, Lord. So I said hi to her, and for whatever reason, and I had prayed about it, and I knew the Lord was going to open a door for me, but I didn't know how. So I just blandly told Miss Jen that I'm going to get surgery, and I remember two Sundays before, Pastor Joe spring for somebody here who was going to do surgery, and I sat there, I'm like, Luli, I'm like, no, I'm not going there, no, I'll just, no. So when I told her, she said, let me call Miss Anne. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't even call Miss Anne. No, don't, don't. I didn't even know who Miss Anne was. And she's like, no, wait, wait, Lily. And everybody had left. And I was standing there. I'm thinking I'm supposed to be gone. 
And then <laughs> she called Miss Anne, and then Miss, Co Miss Anne called Pastor Debbie, and I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I, 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 I felt like I was just in a box, but I knew deep down that was the answer that the Lord had given me. But it came so differently in a way that I did not expect. So Pastor Debbie talked to me, we prayed, and then she said, use your wisdom. And I remembered walking out, and I did use my wisdom, so I went did surgery. And then, um, this is the most amazing thing about this church. I had just been here for less than two months, and the love that I received, I was like, Lord, okay, this is a different church. This is such a different, I, I, I didn't expect that. So, how did I come to Spirit of Faith? I said, um, the Lord directed me here. I was online, and um, what was his name? Hold on. Richard Roberts was speaking here, and he, he mentioned something about Cedar Rapids. And I said, Lord, there's a lot of Cedar Rapids, but when he mentioned Iowa, I knew I was supposed to be here. So even when I came, I knew this is where I was supposed to be, but I didn't know how to. I mean, I, I'm not one person who will come and just talk to everybody. I'll just hide first until I'm comfortable enough to know that I can spread my wings. <laughs> so, so I did that. Then um, I got surgery, and I did use my wisdom, as Pastor Debbie told me, and I um, stayed with the most awesome family that the Lord gave me. And um, I spent that time just reading and praying in tongues and just reading and reading because I had eight weeks off of work didn't do anything, so I just kept in the word and kept in the word. And I remember <laughs> we were talking about the faith thing, and <laughs> Miss Ladona told me, Lily, come here, come here, come here. So Pastor, Deb, uh, no, uh, Pastor Nancy was on, and she was talking about faith. And she asked me, Lily, did you get it? I said, yeah, I think I got it, but I, I, I still hadn't got it. But I had to go back and listen to teachings and preachings every I had to over and over and I would listen to Pastor Ike and I would listen to Pastor Debbie and I would listen but he still did not get in until one day he just oh so this is it but the good thing Ladonna never pressured me she never she just told me little okay she just walked with me patiently because I needed a lot of patience because I told her I once she told me little this is it and I said no I beg to differ with you because I stood on the faith that I knew and she was telling me the faith of God. And I was like, nope, I'm going to stand with my faith. But I needed to see what that was. So, um, hold on. Let me see if I've gone too far off. So I did that. Um, and one thing I know about the Lord is that, I, I mean, I, I went to, I mean, I got what the Lord did for me and I got healing and Absolutely. My doctor told me, when I went for the first um, appointment, she told me, um, I thought you were going to call me, because she said, call me. If anything goes wrong, call me. I was off my meds very fast, no problem with anything, and my surgery was huge. It was just huge. So then she told me, you didn't call me? I said, no. I didn't see the reason to. But the, the Lord just healed me and healed me completely, complete, like a hundred percent. I didn't even, no pain, no nothing, you know? So, yeah, so um, even with that, so I, I'm going to talk about um, just, uh, I'm, I'm almost done though. 
<laughs> so when I met Ladana's family, I told her, <laughs> I thought they were stuck up people, but in the, right, in the good way, because I, I thought these people are just too holy for life. I mean, I, I looked at myself and I'm like, oh, Lily, you know, it's almost like walking on eggshells. And I, and I told them, and they gave me permission to say that. Because for real, that's what I told them. Because I didn't even think that they do anything apart from pray and listen to the word and go to church and anything else that was church. But for me, I knew, I mean, I do other things, and I didn't think they did that. <laughs> Which is true. I didn't think they did that. But then, they, I mean, they welcomed me to their home, and... It's been amazing. And I told them the other day they need a second basement for me to live there because I'm always in their house. Every day. And, and I remember once I was, um, I was in the kitchen with Tamika and she, I asked her, what is that? She, there was a can opener. She, I asked her, what is that? She said, it's a can opener. And she gave me the look like, Lily, you don't know what this is? I'm like, no. I literally did not know what a can opener is because they put it in there and then it goes, we, for real. And then we had the ones, can openers in Kenya are the ones that you will do that and that. So I had never seen one like it. So I, and, and it's, it's so funny because if you're coming from outside, you wouldn't know. And I relate that to, if you're in spirit of faith, there's a lot that we get, a lot. And every day I sat there. Every day I start there, Pastor J will always talk and talk and talk and every preaching I'm like, Lord, okay, 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 I get it. And then there was, um, there was one time he spoke, and I, I work at the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics, and uh, there's a lot that goes on there, and I was just struggling with work, and Pastor J said, just because you're offended doesn't mean that you're right. And I was like, Lord, okay, fine, I hear it. I'm like, Lord, I hear it, fine, okay, I'm, I'm going to change things. So it's not just always getting stuff that you get fed with, but also the Lord will make sure that he's correcting what you're going through. And he will, he gave me family that I did not even think about. You know, it's very easy for somebody to say, um, like, example, if you're a foreigner, it's very easy to just come and hide. But this church is different. This church is super different, and the word, you sit down and the word, and I, I, I was listening to Pastor Ike, and he kept talking about the local church, the local church. I'm, like, I'm thinking, what, what's wrong with this? What, what, what is he talking about, the local church? And the first time I ever heard Pastor Jay talk about, tell people that if this is not your church, find your church. Because for me, I just went to the closest church at home. I mean, I knew that the Lord will get to me how he'll get to me. I did not know that you're calling. You have to be under the man of God. I did not know that. But when I came here, all the time I pray, and I'm like, okay, Lord. Yeah, you say that, okay. I always ask questions, and Miss Anne always followed with me. Lily, how are you doing? I'm fine, and her things, I'm thinking, but this church is so different. And there's so many people who've blessed me, and so many people who've added into my life that sometimes... I will, I will talk to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, you know what? I, I, you, you sent me to a church, but you gave me so much more. He's given me healing, and then he's given me all these other things. Okay, then I'm just going to do the last one. So I, I mean, I, I served in my previous church, but when I came to this church, I decided I was going to, you know, just get in. I might as well just get in. So I did, and I attended classes for the basic 
And I was telling Miss Maya, every time she said something, the Lord would confirm something that I had been thinking about or even a question that I had asked the Lord. And Pastor, I mean, not Pastor, I mean, Brother Andre would just talk about it. And I'm like, Lord, okay, that was what we discussed yesterday. So does it work? Yes, it does. But we have to continue being hungry for the Lord. Uh, is, I mean, we are not perfect. I'm not perfect. And sometimes the Lord will deal with me. And this is one thing I thought, I always thought that we come to church to get manifestation. Like, I, I mean, a pastor has to call me and say, Lily, the Lord says this and this and this, but I discovered I can do that in my own closet. So I've learned how to get into my own closet and get um, the Lord minister to me so that when I come here, um, it's an addition. It's not something that, that um, you know, I don't know how to put it. But... What I can tell everybody is the Lord is faithful. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. And we've all, and I don't know, some people have been brought up in this church, so you know a lot. Like, I had to undo what I knew for me to come back and sit under the Lord. And even when the Lord said something that touched me or something that he corrected me, something that I did at work, I'm like, okay, Lord, yeah, I hear it. I'm like, Lord, does Pastor J just you know, live in my house or are you just saying stuff? Because it's every day, every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday. It's every Sunday for a month, two months, three months. I've been here just one year, but I've grown. I feel I have grown and I'm not, I mean, you're not getting rid of me. So <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's one last thing. When we did, um, when we did the, I became a member of the church when we did that. Um, I remember we went to do the setup, and I was wondering, what this church? This, this so much excellence. I did not. We did not grow up in excellence. We just did things the way we did. People never prayed for you. Never prayed for stuff if you wanted to usher or to do something. We just volunteered. You know, nobody prayed for it. And I looked at that excellence, and I'm like, Lord, I looked at the cards. I don't know if I'm just. I look at things a lot, but even the cards, I think I remember telling Miss Anne, this card, why do, why do, why all that intricate detail of, I mean, it's just Lily, so why are you so intricate about it? And if you cannot do that with the small things, then how are you going to do that with, you know, what God gives you, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I am here, and I'm glad that the Lord has allowed me to testify and one last thing is that Tamika got me out of my comfort zone. I used to just drive from work and back home and sit at home. And one time the Lord told me, Lily, you've you got to get out of Iowa. Because when I came here, I was going to school and going wherever I was going. I wasn't going back to Las Vegas, but I was not going to leave here because I thought I'd been brought up in the city. And I was like, this is too much of a small town. So I was going to finish school and go. But the Lord told me, you know what? get out. But I still didn't. And then Tamika one day, she just said, Lily, get in the car. And she took me around and around. And she's like, Lily, this, our road is simple. Just go straight, just turn. And she took me to her school. And I'm like, oh, am I confident driving now? Yes. <laughs> if she did not get me out of the house or out of my comfort zone. And sometimes our culture just wants to, you know, it just takes over, and sometimes we block what the Lord has for us. And I keep telling Tamika, can you like this? Can you like that? Can you like that? And sometimes I know she doesn't get it. 
and I and look at things and the other day I was telling the Lord, you know what, I, I just gotta and we were talking with Lord and I'm thinking this culture thing just needs to end because the things of the Lord is the things of the Lord. And he will teach you if you're willing to be taught. And if if you go back if we can go back and just keep at it, read your Bible, pray, don't wait for Sunday you will see the manifestations of the Lord. Now I know what the Lord was teaching me because there was a lot of manifestation, but I had no clue what that was until I sat under pastors. Then I now can tell what the Lord has been doing. Thank you so much, church. Amen. Amen. Why don't we tell, hold on, Lily. Let me see if my mic's on. Um, you know, Romans 8, what is it? Verse 15, we've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption. That spirit's on this church. We'll take you in and count you as family. If, if that's okay with you, we'll do it. So why don't we tell Miss Lily tonight, you're part of our family now. We're adopting you. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. I think that's a yes, you accept that. All right. Well, she's already been adopted because she's already connected up, but we just thought we'd officially announce it. Praise God. Precious, precious, precious. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah, come on up. Come on up. <laughs> um. That Sunday when Lily was talking to Miss Jan was right there, and I remember because I was in the office with Pastor Debbie, and when I was walking by going to the bookstore to get my things, for some reason I came in here and I put my nose where I figured it didn't belong. And everybody knows I like to mind my own business. So she was telling Pastor Debbie the story, and um, I says, she can come with us. And then I just looked around like, who in the world said that? Who told her that she can come? And so she did, and a lot of things transpired. Um, I worked with Pastor, no, excuse me, I worked with Miss Ann, who was working with Pastor Debbie, and I had some things I needed to do. But it was so funny because I told Lily the other day, I'm like, you were the hardest, 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 hardest case, if I can call that, that I have ever had. Because she was, she was set. She was set in her ways. And I never forget this. And this is what I came up here to say. Pastor Jay said that it wasn't a physical thing. This is a spiritual thing. And if you're going to get results, you're going to have to do it in the spirit. That didn't mean that every other day I nagged Lily. That meant that I went and I prayed. And Miss Ann used to say, any results yet? Oh, Miss Ann, I'm still praying. I'm still, <laughs> <coughs> I'm still praying. But I didn't give up. And we, and we didn't give up. And you know, it wasn't just one time that you get it yet, Lily. It was over and over again. But we had to be an example, and we had to do exactly what Pastor had taught us to do. 
if we want results, we got to do what we have been taught to do. And it's not physical. Nothing about, trust me, people. Nothing about Lily was physical. Thank you. Hey, that's the way I was when I was uh, coming out of the denominational church. Emily Mahaffey prayed me through that thing. Aren't you grateful for people that will stick with you? Amen. I think next I want to call up uh, Nathan and Mary. You both want to come? Nathan and Mary? Where are they at? Oh, there you are. Is Mary around or do you want to do it? Oh, you're swapping. You're taking care of a baby. All right. All right. You want another mic then? Maybe um, be ready here. Here she comes. Praise God. I think Mary wants to do most of the talking. So. Sure. <laughs> I remember last time, that wasn't the way it was. Yeah, that's always the plan, but... Uh, okay, I got notes, so we don't forget anything. All right. So we've got a really good one for y'all. <laughs> Okay, so I would just like to say, first of all, that I think this one's still connected to tithing, just like our last one, okay? Because um, God's going to keep blessing us, you know, and blessing all of us for tithing. Um, so, uh, whenever Lewis was about to be born, I was uh, eight months pregnant, we decided to move, which was really crazy, and it was a lot of work. Um, we just got to the place where driving an hour into town was too much. So um, I started, we started praying about it and stuff because the market was really insane then. That was a year ago. Well, like a year and a half because it took us a while to get the house ready. Um, houses were selling in like a day. Like it was very, very crazy. That's a short amount of time to make that big of a decision. So um, we got our house ready. And um, during that process, we were praying and asking God to have our next house on the market in the right timing because it had to be there when our house sold otherwise you know it would be without a house and or something it, it just had to be there there was there was with moving a brand new infant and a business and everything it just needed to be there at the right time there's no two ways around it um so we asked god to have the house on the market at the right time because that was something we couldn't control and he just kind of put it on our heart like Y'all do your part, and I'll do my part. So I was telling everybody that I, I, I felt like I was actually genuinely in faith, you know, like, I know that we're, he's going to have our house on the market at the right time when we're ready, because we can't control that, but he can he move on people and all that. So um, we finally got our house on the market, and it sold in a week, I think, and then um, we're like, okay, we're ready. Where's the house? You know, we got our list. Where is it? And we started looking, and a week went by. It wasn't there, two weeks. And we found some that were good, but they weren't quite right. And um, one we found we really kind of got emotionally attached to. And then we got outbid by, like, $30,000. Like, it went way up in price. And we're like, well, we can't do that. So, um, and we were running out of time. We only had a small window of time to find it. So I kind of just told Nathan, the next house that comes on the market, we're just going to have to get it. That'll work, you know, kind of work. And so he just went out and bought them, <laughs> got the next house, the next big house, because he likes big things. Um, so, so um, yeah, it was in town. It was it didn't have it had a really smaller garage, just a double, which doesn't work because we have a woodworking business. So we needed a really big garage, and there's just a lot of things that this house didn't have. And I was like, God, what? happened I it really it really hurt my faith I'm not gonna lie I started telling Nathan like 
Lord, like, I, how am I supposed to believe for, like, protection for my kids and stuff? Like, this didn't happen. I don't get it. And so, anyway, we moved into the house, and um, I was praying in the spirit while I was painting the trim. And um, the Lord spoke to me about a couple different things, but one of the things he said to me was, I am still going to put it on the market in the right timing, but that wasn't the right timing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it didn't occur to me. Of course, the house we wanted was going to be the next house we got, like, right then. Um, so I was like, okay, but I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a cop-out. But okay, okay. Well, it turns out he really had his hand on us the whole time. Um, that house we needed to be in that house. It turned out that that house was the right timing too. I just couldn't comprehend that because I'm not a city girl. So the whole time we were there, I kept telling Ethan, I don't, it was a nice house, not like it was suffering or anything, but I was like, this is just not right for me. I don't like my neighbors. Can Every time I go out to my car, they can see me. I know they're watching me. <laughs> I know they are, because I'm watching them. <laughs> you know, You know, neighbors. Got nothing better to do. So I just, I'm just not a city person. There's just a different vibe in the country. Anyway, it just wasn't the desire of my heart. And then also Cedar, our business, um, it was just, we were so cramped, our people will tell you. Oh my gosh, we had one table built and the whole thing was, the whole shop was full. So we had to try to work around it. It was slowing us way down. It was just, it was not God. I was like, what is going on? So um, Nathan went to Kansas, and on his way back, um, God spoke to him, right, or he changed his heart, and he said, you know what, I really want to get into rental properties, I have that on my heart, so I'm okay with moving now, because he really liked that big house, you know, <laughs> he doesn't really, he likes being out in the country, but <laughs> he loves that big house, so, um, uh, so I was like, yes, great, so we started looking right away, and we changed our parameters we were looking for over and over, because we were thinking, we wanted something, oh, Oh, in that amount of time we'd lived there, um, it'd been about six months, interest rates had skyrocketed. We got this house in town um, when they were really low. So then by the time we were looking again, they had gone up so much that we figured it up. If we got the same price house, again, it would be paying $700 more per month just in interest. Just throwing that down the toilet, basically. And <laughs> I kind of was like, it really seemed like a good time to be selling our house and buying a new one. <laughs> it doesn't really seem smart, but we're just going to do it. We feel right about it. So um, we started looking at really cheap houses because we thought maybe we'd turn it into a rental or something. I don't know. Something cheap. Um, and uh, ugh, with a toddler in it, we're looking at fixing it up. You know, the baby is crawling on the ground and it doesn't have flooring. You know, that's just, it just wasn't... <laughs> wasn't quite right. We were thinking we might be able it, it just wasn't going to work. Um, so we kept looking at houses like that. Nothing was sitting right. Nothing seemed right. And um, I started saying to Nathan, like, I mean, if we found the house that was like the perfect house, we'd get it. I mean, obviously, right? We'd still get it. Even though it costs us a lot more, I mean, we're not going to pass up the perfect house. Because we, in all this time, it had been maybe two years, we'd never found the house that worked for us. Like, we'd been looking up, up till the end. It ended up being two years even the first, you know, so we never did find it. So I was like, I mean, if we find it, we're going to get it. So um, he's like, yeah, I guess, but, you know, whatever. So we finally saw a house. I, found, I saw a house on the market that I liked, and I was like, this looks like a good thing. And so I asked him, and he's like, I guess we can look at it, but he's just not smart. You know, it, it was just... <laughs> 
just got done looking at it like was, four other houses, and I was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and it was at the top of the price range we wanted. Like, we didn't want to buy a house for that much. It was just, it was not smart financially. Um, so we went, and so he said yes, and I just, like, on the inside, like, got super giddy about it. And um, so we went and looked at it. We were walking through the house, and um, it was kind of like, yeah, okay, this is kind of good. This is a good thing. Um, and then we went and started looking at the outbuildings. It's um, out in the country like we wanted, you know, on a hard surface road, all those things. And it just, like, slowly dawned on us, like, this is the house. Like, we like this house, even though this is not the price we wanted to pay. Um, so... Uh, we got about halfway through the tour, and the owner was like, yeah, and, you know, if you really love it, we, we'd be willing to do, like, owner financing if, if you'd like. And I, we were like, okay, you know, whatever. So at the end, I was like, so what do you say about that? Because we're thinking, we're trying to find a way to avoid these interest rates. And um, she's like, yeah, we'd be willing to do that, and we just really wanted somebody to love it. This used to be my uncle's house, you know, and stuff. So um, we're like, well we do like it. And then as, <laughs> as we left, it like really dawned on us. And we we're just like, this is the house. We both love it. This is, this has never happened in two years. There was houses he liked that I didn't or houses I liked that he didn't. Um, but this house, it's like, it's totally livable. <laughs> thank God. Um, it's updated in a nice way that I like most of it. Um, and some room to continue updating, which is what we wanted. And then it's got a bunch of outbuildings. Yeah. So we started talking to them and they said, oh yeah, I guess they've never done this before. I hope they're not watching right now. Um, they said, they're like, yeah, we'll just have you cover our payments, basically. So they've got a loan on the house, and we're covering the payments. So we're like, okay, cool. So we left, and we were talking about it over the next week or so, and I was like, Nathan, if, if they're putting 100% of what we're paying them on the loan, that's like a zero-interest loan. <laughs> yeah. And then they're also, I mean, you gotta kind of think about it in a mathematical way, it's like breaks your brain, but like they're also paying the home insurance and the they're, interest yeah, on their paying. loan. Yeah. So it's like they're giving us money, yeah. kind of. Yeah, our attorneys <laughs> looked at the, the documents and he's like, I have never seen this before. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're like, let's get that in writing. Every penny we give you is going on the principle of this loan, right? And they're like, yeah, sure, yeah, we just, we want somebody to love this home. <laughs> This is definitely God. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, we thought it was, but now we know. So, so, um, uh, so anyway, we we um, ended up signing the lease and everything, and then um, and then we said, then we were like, okay, now we got to try to sell our house, you know, and um, and then we're like, hold up, we wanted to get into rental properties. What if we just rented out our house? I mean, you know. So um, that just didn't occur to us. We thought we were going to have to get something small and, you know, fix it up and all that. Um, about it, you know, if we yeah. Rental, we can cover the payments, that kind of right, thing. yeah. But, um, yeah, we put it on the market, and we got um, some renters in about a month, and they're the perfect people. They are Christians, and they said that it's like a testimony for them. It's exactly what they were looking for. It's they're exactly leaders at their church. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly the step up they needed because they're renters, and they wanted to get into a bigger home, and they you know, doing a rent to own, but yeah, it, um, I, there is no way we could have made any of that happen on our own. We couldn't have made them, those people, the people that sold us the house, they only lived in it for three months. They bought it, um, from their family and they just couldn't stand it. They just wanted to be in town. Yep. Yeah. One thing I wanted to back up on, uh, the, the house, and we're running out of time, but the house that we moved into back in February, it was really good because it was six minutes from my parents' house. So a lot of you, everybody yeah. knows my mom's situation. Um, so like in the last, basically this year, 
she really needed a lot of extra help. Um, so my dad, I was just six minutes away, so my dad could call me and I could just rush right over there and uh, help him out. So we didn't even, I mean, that was definitely God yeah. um, providing for them and me um, something that I didn't even know I needed um, or that they needed. Um, so that was that was really nice to have that. I'm like, oh, wow, this... It he really did out, it set out, yeah. it up just perfectly for us. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, I and one thing, too, Mary said at the beginning, how this is tied to, like, our last year's testimony about uh, tithing and getting out of debt. And uh, a lot of you know we almost lost our house because we were in so much debt last year. I guess it's been two years now. Yeah. Um, but, um, and now we're here. And it's just, it's really cool because um, our giving has just increased more and more and now we've got a renter so that extra payment that we're getting that that we can we can give off that and we just want to keep building uh wealth and being able to to fund the gospel um and um you know just having that ability to do that and the outbuildings that we have at our new house now yeah um, we've got big plans for those you know like a wedding venue and we've got our um just a and lot our of really woodworking business obviously that, we'll be able to grow a lot out yeah of that. A, a lot of opportunities have just Come up now for us to do this so we're very excited about that and trusting god and um uh you know years ago um giving any money was just like no it's mine you know and now it's just like free flowing. what are they going to do just, with it it's not, a, <laughs> it's not even a problem anymore and that i think that that heart mentality um not just giving because you have to but like yeah. genuinely because you putting god to. first you showing him you trust him yeah, you can to religiously. take care you can of you Yep. Um, and, you know, that's, they praise me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Same kind of uh, situation. You can give, but they're not, their heart's not in it. So um, yeah. I think um, if you can get that tweak, uh, Lily, you were talking about, it just sunk in. That's kind of how it was for us. And if you just stick with that, um, that revelation, and God will just continue to bless, bless you and yeah. uh, use you. So. Yeah. And I just want to say on my side, I, the whole time, um, uh, I was believing and stuff, but we definitely weren't perfect the whole time. I know y'all know that, but like I, for me, like condemnation is definitely a thing that I've struggled with. And it's just like, man, he is so good. He really loves us. Like he was willing to set this all up. I know he was setting it up this whole, the, over those months, you know, like, um, he didn't care, you know, as long as we kept coming back to him and, you know, repenting and getting right and everything like Pastor Debbie talks about. Uh, it's he, he did it for us anyway. All we had to do was trust him to do it. Trust him that he really loved us enough to do it for us, you know. And, um, yeah, he has so much more. So I just wanted to say that, you know, he's got the perfect house for all of us, you know. You know, so praise God. God. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, uh, maybe that last part might be my favorite about him just, yeah, I'll take the other one. Loving you. He's got, yeah. his, you know, praise the Lord. Praise Getting over the condemnation. Yeah. Hallelujah. Um, wow, I want to exhort on all of them, but I got I to gotta read this next one here. Um, this person didn't want to, uh, they wanted to be anonymous. So they went to school back in uh, 2012 and uh, they got a degree but they really weren't getting paid much. I'm paraphrasing a few things here. Um, and then uh, through a situation that happened in a court order, they were being, uh, you know, money was being taken from them pretty, pretty substantially. 
and they were in a lesser place financially than they thought they should be at their job. And, but they started just, they decided, well, I'm just going to believe God. And I'm going to relax. I'm not even going to put pressure on my boss. And uh, suddenly one day while uh, in the middle of uh, minding their own business, they said an old friend called and asked if they were interested in an opportunity. This opportunity was doing something I would, I'm already experienced at. And the pay rate was more than my impossible goal. Supposedly unreachable, uh, supposedly unreachable, even if I was 80 years old. They were calculating some things and you know, if they got this much raise all the time, you know, take a long time for them to get there. But this was a 40% raise from the job that they were in. Praise the Lord. With this, I was able to increase my giving and pay my debts off more quickly. I took the job. <laughs> After a few years, I was there. I had, I, had, uh, I had risen to make almost 5% above my impossible goal. I was told many times how valuable I was and uh, so forth and so on. Uh, and that I could plan on working there until they retired. But I was about to be reminded that they were, they were not my source. Suddenly, uh, another suddenly occurred. On August of 2022, I was informed that my services were no longer needed. This was quite a blow, but then I remembered I'm a tither. God takes care of me. He knew this was coming, and so he uh, has something better. That's faith. I determined to remind, uh, excuse me, I returned, determined to remain firm in my giving no matter what my job situation was. The big offering was coming up and I was planning to give $5,000. The temptation came up, you better back off, you don't have, the jo- you don't have a job. To, ru- to rub the devil's nose in it, I increased my offering to $6,000. So... <laughs> 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 Several months of applying for jobs went by. Given the huge increase over the prior few years, I started to think that maybe I was being paid too much for my former position. Finally, an offer came in just a few days ago. They sent this back in the middle of November. I was told the initial pay for the position was below what I was making before, but I reminded the Lord that I wanted to keep my tithe and giving at the same rate. I like that. I assume uh, maybe some outside contract work might make up the difference. As stated, I was told the job I applied for is a certain rate. I was tempted to try to negotiate, but the employer had treated me well in the past, and God, uh, and God is way better at negotiating than I am. When the offer letter came, the rate had been increased before I even had a chance to say anything. It also included a large signing bonus that should cover any paycheck I had missed in the time between jobs. Oh, and the new rate of pay is an increase from my former job. God is very good. Hallelujah. They wanted to remain anonymous, but they didn't mind if I shared that, so wanted to share that. Praise the Lord. Uh, Sarah, do you want to come? Nathan, you want to come? I don't know who's coming. Um, Praise the Lord. Can you stay just a few minutes? Yes. Just share what you got. Well, if the only thing I had to give glory to God to tonight was the fact that I'm standing here before you, that would be worth an hour of shouting in alone in itself. Um, But praise the Lord. I had something that um, I just wanted to share with you. Uh, Noah actually should be here with me uh, to tell the testimony with me. We had an unusual circumstance tonight, and he was not able to make it, but he would have liked to have shared his portion as well. But I'm going to go ahead and I'll share both of our portions. 
Uh, this is a situation that actually happened last week, and I was reminded of it when Pastor Debbie mentioned on a Sunday just about supernatural protection. And so um, I was like, <laughs> I need to share that. I had, I don't know why that didn't come up. So I'll just tell you what happened. It was actually last Tuesday. And it's one thing that I've really been working on this year is just spending not just periods of time uh, with the Lord, but learning how to just turn my heart toward him all day long. And so that's something that's been really working for me. Uh, and I'm really blessed with a job right now where I, I have times I work from home and I'm able to pray as I'm on the computer, but then also um, times in the office where we have sort of mundane work that we do. And it's really common for me and my colleagues to either, they listen to podcasts or music, but I open up the gem vault. And um, so this past week, uh, of course, we were getting ready for Christmas, one of my last days in the office there. And uh, I t uh, got on the gem vault and it really stood out to me, uh, the series on developing your human spirit. And so I had pulled that up and actually had listened to multiple services, uh, but one service was just really rolling around in me, um, the voice of your spirit. So you might want to go check those out if you don't remember what those are, because they're awesome. Um, so I was just thinking and pondering over some of those services as I was finishing out my day and on my commute home, uh, really thinking about that particular service and just meditating on some of those things. And as I was uh, driving and just uh, meditating, it really all of a sudden just hit me. I was prompted to start praying in the Holy Ghost. And so I just began praying for the rest of my commute home. And I was praying and as I had gotten to uh, where we lived to pick up the children, it was at that point I had sort of knew that I prayed through something. And I just, I was very aware I dealt with something. Uh, I sort of forgot about it as I picked the children up and I went home to go ahead and get dinner started and started thinking about all the things I needed to go ahead and finish up this week and parental duties that we have. So as I'm uh, cooking, I was sitting there contemplating a plan. I've been working with Noah on his driver's license um, very heavily. We've got a goal to get it on a certain time, so we've been working nightly on that. And so I also, though, was a little bit delayed on some of my Christmas shopping, and I still had some things to do before Christmas. Uh, and so I thought, I know what I'll do. I'm going to kill two birds with one stone, and I'm going to have him drive me into the mall. And I had a few things I had to get there, and some other shops I had to stop uh, on the way. So I thought this plan sounded great. So at dinner time, uh, we were sitting there around the table and I just let Noah know the plan. I said, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do this. I'm going to have you just take me around. I'm going to get my shopping done. You're going to get your practice in. It's going to go well. Um, but as I was talking, I sort of down here, something was starting to not maybe feel like that was the right plan. Um, but I just was like, mm, okay. So Noah had finished eating just a hair before me, asked to be excused to go start and warm up the car, like a gentleman. Um, and so I had, just putting that in there, it's a nice thing to do, nice thing to do for your mama. Um, <laughs> uh, he, so he went out and had that started and it was warming up. And I just was looking down here going, mm, and just was praying in the Holy Ghost, went and got my, my purse and I'm like, something's just not, something's not right. And as I was, walking, I just was getting ready to open the door to walk out, 
I had this brief flash. Just in a brief instant, it wasn't anything, you know, mind-blowing. I just saw, uh, some of you know, that I had been believing God for a new vehicle, and that came to pass, and I got that vehicle, but I saw my new van. I just saw it crushed. I just saw, like, just a glimpse. Um, but instead of just going, oh, we're not going, because I didn't know what that was, I just said, mm, okay, Lord, is this fear? First of all, like, I'm gonna, I need to evaluate this here. Is this my, is a fear thing trying to hit me? Because it did kind of start snowing, and Noah had not really driven in some of that yet. So, and it was like, no, go ahead, just stay in town. Don't go to the mall right now. Just stay in town and practice some maneuvers. So we went ahead and we did that. We'd stayed in town and we were just practicing in our little town, uh, maybe about 30 minutes, we were practicing some maneuvers. And I was like, okay, go ahead and pull over here. And I was still just checking my heart. And uh, I sensed it was okay to go ahead and drive to the mall, but don't let him drive. And so I pulled over and I really don't know why I asked. And I believe, looking back, I believe it was a training moment. Um, I believe it was the Holy Ghost that prompted me to ask him. Uh, he was sitting there in the driver's seat. I said, pull in here right here. Um, I, now I'm gonna go into the mall and you wanna drive me? And he stops and he looks at me and he goes, no, no, mom, for some reason that just doesn't seem like a good idea tonight. He's like, but I would really like to go with you and spend some time with you and do your shopping with you, but that just for some reason doesn't seem like a good idea. So I said, yep, I agree. Um, like, let's swap places. And so we swap places and we started to head in. And as we were heading into the mall, I just became very aware. I just knew. Um, okay, it's going to be okay going there. On your way back home, pay extra attention. That was just the only thing I got was just pay extra attention. So we went in and we started doing some of our shopping and we actually got it all done. And we were headed back home and I was actually on Highway 100. It was the same road we came in on. And Noah had actually driven that before. So it's, it's not like a road he'd never been on. Not like he's never been on a highway. Um, he had been on a highway and he'd been on that highway. So we were driving back, and I was just past the Menards, um, headed toward 13, when suddenly a, I don't know if it was actually like a moving truck, but it was the size of a large U-Haul, not quite as big of a semi, but not, a, not just a pickup truck. Um, swerved across both lanes, directly stopped right in front of me, I'm going 55 miles per hour, and no, no signal, no signs, no turning signals, no warning, just, and then stopped. Didn't even go into the turning lane. So I'm not really sure what, what the driver was doing. Um, I believe they thought they had to turn there and then realized they didn't, and I don't, panicked, I don't know. Um, but the point is, is that it, that took some skill to maneuver around that very safely. And I had had the, you know, the driving skill to be able to do that. I knew in that instant, and no one knew in that instant, had he been driving, he would not have had the skill to maneuver, to do that maneuver. Um, and so uh, immediately, because I had been believing God for that van, um, I said, devil, don't you touch my van. Like, no, you don't. And <laughs> Noah looks at me and he goes, mom, we almost just died and all you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> and 
is don't touch my van. I said, listen, that has remarks, uh, rem uh, remote start and a DVD player. I'm blessed by it. And I believed God for that thing and that it was not supposed to be just taken away from me like that. I said, and I looked at him, I said, listen, it's the same thing of how I was all like, oh, when you were, when you got like, you know, a cut and you were bleeding, now your siblings, I said, get off my carpet. You know, I don't want that on my carpet. It's the same thing. I'm no longer impressed with the enemies tossing things at me. No, just don't touch my stuff, you know. So we have this kind of moment. He actually, he was laughing when I, when I said those things, but, um. Really, the, the Holy Ghost all of a sudden just came on me. And I knew in that moment, I need, we need, it was a training moment. We need to have a training moment right now, a training session. And so I went through and I, I talked to him about my day. And I told him, listen, mom went and she was listening to Pastor Jay. And I had this time of prayer. And I talked to him about those things. And I had this flash. And what I wanted to get out to him was I want you to notice the voice of your spirit was so slight just to... No, mom, that doesn't seem like a good idea today. And notice how that just still small voice could have saved your life. And he looked at me and added, mom, God has always got my back. And just the recognition on his face where he went, I understand. And then he added, you know what else can save life? Charging signals. <laughs> Turn signals. Something else that can save your life, Noah said, is turn signals. Take it from a man that's learning good. So turn signals. That's that's. I just love following the Holy Ghost, don't you? And uh, the way God led Mom was to teach. The way He led her was to do it in such a way that was also going to teach him something. Oh, that's that's just that's precious. Hallelujah. Oh, my, 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 my. I've got one more person to come up, but I want to read one. This individual said, they don't want their name to be called. When Dr. Jacobs was here, he laid his hand on this individual on their head. And um, um, just to make it short, he said he realized after, what was it, a couple minutes or something here, I think he mentioned, um, he still felt uh, Dr. Jacobs' hand on his head. Um, Dr. Jacobs had already moved on, but he still felt this hand on his head. He said, uh, then he thought it was a manifestation of the spirit that he was talking about regarding angels. And he drove home, overcome with emotion, realizing an angel still has his hand on my head. He said, this feeling continued for about two hours. He told his wife when he got home and they, they just rejoiced and kind of were overcome by emotion. And then this individual said, then I realized that something had miraculously changed in my thinking. The best way I could describe it was I had various, I had various negative mental ruts in my mind formed years ago. I had been new, uh, renewing my mind with the word, but it was a frequent struggle just to stay not negative, much less to reach positive thoughts through, uh, in certain matters. <clears throat> Over the two hours, <clears throat> excuse me. Before I, uh, two hours where I believe an angel was working on me, it was as if those negative mental ruts got filled in. <clears throat> I still have to maintain the word of God in my thinking, but it's no longer a struggle like it has been. One big example is that for much of my life, I had struggled with social anxiety. Now that, uh, now that fear, those fearful thought patterns are gone. I'm still having to learn how to socialize better, but the recurring fear isn't there anymore. I am very thankful to God for his supernatural act of mercy and grace. 
Hallelujah. That's a good testimony. Thank you, Jesus. So we rejoice in that. Isn't God good? He knows exactly how to meet us where we are. I'm going to ask, I don't know if uh, Lily, no, not Lily, excuse me, um, uh, Ella, no, not Ella either. Sorry, it's it's, uh, Becky and Ella. Who wants to come up? You want to come up, Becky, or just... Uh, Ella's coming in. All right. This is a good testimony. This is the last one. We'll, we'll count this as the end. Um, praise the Lord. So come on up. Ella's coming from somewhere. This is just another protection uh, a testimony from just what? Just a couple of days ago? Just a couple of days ago. This is, a, this is something we've seen over and over and over again here at the church. This is the wrong microphone. I'm sorry. This is the announcer's microphone. Um, because uh, this, one of the strategies of the enemy against this congregation is things like accidents and hurt and damage and things like that. And it, has, it just does, it keeps not working. It just keeps not working. And there's many angels involved. So share this. And then uh, if Ella comes in, I don't know if she has part two. <laughs> There we go. All right. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, um, so Christmas Day after service, Ella, Brennan, and I were all going over to Lily's house, Lily and the girls' house, for supper, where her and Adam were cooking for us, for, and we were going to play cards and everything. And we stopped at the Casey's over by, on Edgewood and F Avenue, um, and uh, for drinks, and when we went inside, um, actually, we didn't go inside. I did not go inside. I stayed outside, and I parked my car right at the pumps there, right outside, because it was really busy. I mean, there were a lot of cars there. So I stayed there, and I didn't realize Ella was going to bring my drink out to me. She walked up, and she's handing me my water, and she... Um, I'd seen the lady right in front of Casey. She was backing up her vehicle, and it just kept coming and coming. And Ella's still standing there talking to me, and I'm like, watch out. This lady had plenty of time and plenty of space to move or um, turn her wheel so that she would completely miss my car. I mean, there's like two car lengths between us. And she just kept coming straight. Um, and. She was coming right at Ella, and I'm like, watch out, and um, I kept saying it, and Ella mentioned that she, she went to go look, you know, at this car, because it was coming up on this, right towards her back, but it was coming up on this side of her, and um, she said something forcefully, like she felt something move her head so that her focus was on me, um, in the car, and um, and that she felt like a cloak of protection. I want to say that right, because we were. Um, it was like a blanket covering her, as if it was protecting her, keeping her protected from this. And this car was coming right at her. It should have hit her, but. It didn't, and I didn't see the wheels turn or anything like that, and it ended up just denting the front bumper of my car. It stopped, the lady stopped, 
there were no, I mean, her track marks were still straight. So her vehicle got pushed over. It hit the, uh, let's see, the passenger rear side hit the passenger front side of my vehicle. And so completely missed it. Didn't hurt anybody. Everybody was protected. And um, um, we believe an angel was with us protecting her from that. Well, me too, but I was inside the vehicle, so I was just worried about that. But it definitely protected Ella. And um, it turned out that the lady was not paying any attention. She was talking to the passenger sitting next to her and didn't just hit my car. So... Um, but everybody's good. We're all fine, and they're fine. And so now we're taking care of insurance, and, and <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> but but praise God. No, I'm I'm done, Pastor. I think it makes me nervous to talk on these things. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you. I'm telling you, angels are busy. They're working for us, working with us. Hallelujah. I remember a couple of a few years ago. I don't know. Yeah, Pastor Debbie says stand. <laughs> I think it was a, a few years ago that um, one of the other Budak daughters, who was it? Alexa. Lily, Alexa, Alexa, excuse me, not Alexa. <laughs> she, I mean, she had to suddenly hit her brakes because of a car stopping in front of her and she fell a cushion. There was no, no, no airbag came out, but a cushion. Uh, she landed on something soft and it protected her. Over and over again, we hear these kind of testimonies. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Did you enjoy that tonight? I think we ought to give God a shout tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for all that you're doing. We rejoice tonight in these testimonies. We thank you for the privilege of walking with you and all that you do for us, all the care that's over our life, the hedge of protection that's over our life, the provision that is over our lives the guidance that is over our lives. Thank you, Father. No weapon formed against us can prosper. No tongue rising against us will prosper. We say we're kept people. We're the untouchable ones by the power and anointing of the Holy Ghost and the angels of God. We give you praise for it, Father. We rejoice in all that you've done in all these lives. We rejoice all you've done in our lives. And we thank you that 2023 will be another year of your care, your protection, your provision, your financial supply. Hallelujah. We thank you for miracles. We thank you for miracles, 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 miracles in 2023. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And thank you. We'll come out the end of 2023 better off than we came into it. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Well, the Bible says rejoice with them that rejoice, like, like Jocelyn said at the beginning. So we rejoice. Tell somebody as you go, tell them I'm rejoicing in all God has done with you and for you. And prophesy to somebody and say 2023 is going to be your best year yet. Hallelujah.